Hello and welcome to episode 1265 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Thursday, February 29th, Leap Day. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this afternoon by Justin Mason. Justin, do you know anybody with a Leap Day birthday? I had a buddy in, in middle school uh, that had a Leap Day birthday. Uh, they make all and, the jokes about how they're like only six years old or some shit. Yeah, well, uh, I remember when he turned 16, he's like, I'm four. It's funny. I I do I do. I like saw that. I saw a good little like sketch video on like guy. He goes, I uh, I asked my girlfriend to be my girlfriend on leap days. I'd only have to celebrate the anniversary every four years. <laughs> That's funny. Smart. I like that. I, like that. <laughs> I think there's a whole movie about leap day. Some sappy rom com. I think I've never yeah. seen it, but uh, we got to get to talking. Um, another little shorty here. I had a staff meeting today that we didn't know about. So uh, between that and, and Justin's heart out, got to go a little shorter again. And then we're going to be off Friday and Monday because Justin's headed off to Florida for labor. But Tuesday, we're going marathon. So we're mm -hmm. going big two plus hours. We'll really dive deep into a big section of pictures here. Uh, so today we're going to cover about and 13. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, and if you if you want more content, I'm putting Potapalooza episodes yeah. up on this feed and the Friends Fancy Benefits feed. We got so. stuff coming. So you're, yeah. you're like, you're, you're got plenty of stuff to listen to if you're worried, you know, on your walks or, or however you listen. That's out. Like you mm -hmm. put up two episodes yesterday, starting picture debates, bold predictions. So we got you covered there. But in terms of getting through the SPs, just going to take a little bit longer. But hey, it's not even March yet. I call this pre-March. You know, it should be March, but uh, because it's leap day, it's pre-March. So we got plenty of time still. No worries there. But we do have some things to talk about. A couple bits of news, and we are deep leaguers, so we care about both these bits, at least to some degree. Brandon Crawford. I saw somebody make a joke say uh, St. Louis wanted to go with the youth movement, so they they signed Brandon Crawford, which I liked. Um, what do you think of this move, Brandon Crawford out to St. Louis? Um, does this put Mason Wynn in jeopardy or is this insurance for Mason Wynn? I think this may say more about if Tommy Edmonds going to be ready to start the year or not. Um, I think this is, I think this is a depth move. Uh, you know, maybe if Mason Wynn completely falls flat on his face, like they mm -hmm. can just go to Crawford. Uh, but yeah, I think, th I wonder if this means like Edmund is going to be missing some serious time at the beginning of the year. Uh, but uh, it's a bummer as a Giants fan, like to see Brandon Crawford yeah. go somewhere else, especially when Marco Luciano is going to be our starting shortstop and he's not proven or a good defender. So, uh, yeah, team too, right? You, got, you guys mm -hmm. had some playoff battles in recent years when, when y'all were hot. Um, the only cool thing is uh, that the Cardinals come to San Francisco to end the season. Oh, so that's awesome. if Crawford is on the Cardinals at the end of the season, uh, he will you know, finish the year and potentially his career in San Francisco anyways. That, that'd be pretty neat. I'd like to see him have a nice year too, especially if he is planning on kind of making this his swan song. Um, you talk about Edmund, you know, he's got the wrist. They don't really know. There's no real timeline for when he's going to make his grapefruit, grapefruit league debut. So keep that in mind. You know, I took him in labor. It's unlimited ILs. I knew what I was getting into there. I'll take the shot, but you got to be careful. You know, in these NFBCs, we got TGFBI going on right now. He's down my board and yeah. he's not off of it but he's down. And if, if the league doesn't want to give a discount on Edmund, then I'll pass. Are you taking Brandon Crawford in draft champions? No. Okay. What about Manuel Margot, a former favorite of ours? We've definitely expressed some interest in him back in the day, back in his Tampa Bay days at times. I know you were a big fan of his thinking that he could hit another level. And I, I co-signed that we were always fans, but uh, now he shifts from the Dodgers to the twins in a small little trade. He's going to be depth, right? Like there's not, there's not a spot for him right now, but we know that they're putting Buxton back in center. 
We know how that can go. Matt Wallner and Kepler on the corners. Kepler's a good defender, but has had health issues. Wallner's not a very good defender. And so uh, they've got that there. So he's going to be, you know, a short side platoon guy, a bench type player. Does Manuel Margot have any juice for you as far as a, um, a draft champions league type guy? Not really. Um, I mean, I think he's going to be on a short side of platoon and, you know, defensive replacement type of guy. Uh, to me, this makes me wonder what Willie Castro's role is going to be. Cause I really felt like Willie Castro is going to find full-time playing time. I still uh, think we, he will. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, but I'm a little bit more nervous now. Uh, I mean, look, I adore Royce Lewis, but we have to, you know, we can't ignore well, and, and Buxton, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and of Kirilov, course, Buxton as well. But like, I was saying on the infield, yeah. So, so you got, you know, you got Kirilov, you got, uh, you got Correa, you got Lewis. So he's got infield avenues and he still has outfield avenues because yeah. frankly, Willie Castro is probably better than Manuel Margot right now. Like Margot is like a fifth outfielder type. He's better than Matt Walner too. Willie Castro is? Yeah. At defense, maybe, not at baseball. At everything. No, not at power. Not at power. No, well, of course don't you besmirch the great name of Matt Wallner. I like Matt Wallner. But I don't I don't dislike uh, Willie Castro, so I'm intrigued there. But yeah, Manuel Margot, you know, kind of a kind of a late round DC, if anything. Um, I don't know that his opportunities are better here than they were in LA. They were they were tough either way. No, He's gonna they, need injuries. Yeah, I think they're about the same. He kind of just takes over the Michael Taylor role. So like yeah. Taylor had useful weeks and stuff like yeah. that, but and so Margo might, you know, they have four lefties and Buxton's nicked up. So he's DHing. There you go. That's yep. a Margo week um, or DFS or something for like 2000 bucks. Okay. SP part four here. We're moving on. Uh, we got three little groups, heavy injury gamble, the lefty brigade and some grandpas. Let's start with the heavy injury gamble. And we talk a lot about how, you know, everyone's got injury risk on some level. Uh, no pitchers are particularly safe, but this group here, they would be... 50 plus picks higher if they weren't carrying severe recent injury risk that kind of keeps them at bay uh, with their ADPs. It's Tristan McKenzie at 235, Nick Lodolo at 246, Luis Severino and Chris Paddock, both with a 297 ADP. And then for some reason, I put John Means at 282 below them. Uh, let's move him above those two. I think because I had him in the lefty brigade and I moved him from the lefty brigade to the heavy injury gamble and I hadn't shifted based on ADP. So he's in here too. So let's start with Tristan McKenzie. Dr. Sticks had his huge 2022 breakout. Super exciting. Uh, you know, he's dealt with injuries throughout his career. Coming up in the minors, they, they held him back. But, you know, I mentioned this at the time when he was breaking out in 2022. He was probably, he's probably been the best prospect that they've had um in a long time you know as they were developing all these great pitchers they were taking guys that were mid-tier prospects and turning them into something great mckenzie was a legit premium prospect and they had to figure out you know can this guy ever stay healthy well he did and then immediately got hurt again 16 innings last year complete washout season he is healthy as of now does that give you any interest in tristan mckenzie in very shallow leagues yes in a 10 or maybe even a 12 team league because what it pick 235 like that's not very expensive in a 12 it's almost around 20 yeah yeah i'll take the gamble because what are you really banking on from those kind of late picks like those are guys that you're fine dropping um in a 15 team league or deeper than that no way i'm not touching them so and i play mostly 15s i'll you know i play a few 12s and stuff like that but uh yeah if you're in a 10 or 12 team league the upside is what we saw in 20. I, I kind of love his 2022 and 2023 
Like, because that is the upside and the, the floor. Like uh-huh. you can get one of those two things. But so if you're in a, if you're in a shallow format, like these are your last few picks, fine. Take the upside. If it doesn't work out, you move on to somebody else. Yeah, I co-signed that completely on Tristan McKenzie. I love him. He's my perfect body comp, literally 6'5", 165 on his player page. That's exactly what I am. So it makes me root for him. You know, I like my my stick figures out there. So I wish him the best. But obviously being that size is part of why he struggles to stay healthy. He puts a lot of pressure on that body, and it's not a frame that can really eat up a bunch of innings. So I'd love to see him bounce all the way back. You can't really project him for more than I would say like a buck 20. I'm actually surprised that the that the uh, projection systems got him closer to like the 140 to 160 range. I would love to see that. I don't see it though. So I'm living in the 120 range for McKenzie. And yeah, I don't have a lot of shares. I don't anticipate that I will. Is there anything he could do in spring to put him on your main event list, Tristan McKenzie? No. Okay. So you're just, because the health is so severe throughout his career, uh, 16 innings last year, you can't get there for the 26 year old. I understand. Yeah. I do understand that. I'm not sure. I, I fully mean, if agree, he fell, but- if he fell tremendously in a draft, if I was in a main event draft and he fell, like I'll, I mean, I'm trying to think of pick 300. Yeah. After pick 300, I'd do it okay. after the 15th round. You like the, after the 15th round, you're like in a, in a 15 team or, you're dropping most of those guys anyways. So, well, yeah, he's going the other way right now. So yeah, I, he's <laughs> not going to end up on not going to end up on any of my teams. Yeah, these, these ADPs are a little outdated uh, from when I first made this list. He's at and this is RotoWire Online Champion. So this is a shift over to 12s. But to give you an idea, you said you would take McKenzie in maybe a shallower league. Well, he costs a little bit more there. So now you're looking at at the um, the RotoWire Online Championship, and he's picked two eleven with a max of 232, uh, which is even, that's even higher than the 235 ADP that I had for the draft champions. So. I still think that's okay in a 12 because that I, is- I wouldn't like mind 18th, it, but I was wondering if you- round. Like, okay. So again, you're going to be dropping most of those guys. I don't Boz, Boz and Giolito go right after him and Braxton Garrett, your boy goes right before him. So I think that's a group that yeah, that's fine, that's fine. for McKenzie. Yeah. Okay. Nick Lodolo, uh, another washout type of season, but- Problem is too is that like even when he's healthy, he still has to play in Cincinnati. This is a guy, him and uh Hunter Green. I really, really am big fans of both of them from a baseball standpoint. I will watch their games, you know, when they're pitching. I, I root them on. I don't want them anywhere near my fantasy teams. Yeah. I just I can't do it. I don't draft Colorado Rockies, and it's not that different for me with the Cincinnati Park, especially for two guys with big home run issues. Again, washout season, thirty four innings. You can wipe it off if you want. But two six homer nine was hilariously awful for him. The skills were still there. Twenty two percent strikeout minus walk. Are you treating Lodolo the way you are McKenzie at a, at a two forty six ADP? Um. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Because he's uh, also elevated in the 12 teamer at 229. So same principle there where you would consider Lodolo in a 12 or 10. I mean, McKenzie's at least pitching right now. Yes. And, like, and says Lodolo he feels is supposed to make his debut next week. Mm-hmm. So like I wouldn't touch him until next week, but even that, like I'm probably at least I, it's I, not an arm injury. Does that give you any encouragement that it's a, a no tibia. because he was supposed to come back late last year and yeah didn't, and now he's had setbacks he's still not ready so i think okay. it makes it even more me makes me even more skeptical okay no i i i cannot disagree with that nicola like i said we'll always be rooting for him 
he, he and Green are just not going to be on my fantasy teams. Yeah, probably uh, not. John means business, but John means business in mid-April, uh, which is what it's looking like as far as his start time right now. Pick 282, projected to start in April, though they they do feel like he is going to start on IL, but then be ready you know, a couple weeks into the season. I know that takes him off your list for anything that has uh, you know, just a reserve roster in the NFBC, but what about something like, are you in mixed labor or? I'm, yeah, I'm in both mixed labor and mixed house. Okay, so you're mixed for both of those. Any interest there for Means if you can stash him? Yes, because I love John Means. Um, I know you do. That's why I was like, you, yeah, you get in NFDC, I probably won't. DCs, um, if you were still doing DCs, DC? I have been. Uh, okay, so well, you I had been no, before the injury. Yeah, I oh, haven't you, since. Well, it's okay. not an injury though. That's the thing. They said this is well, not an injury. Issue. That's true. It's, it's a he's management. Just Yes, yeah, it's just so. a management. He has not re-injured himself or anything yeah. like that. So that is worth pointing out. Everyone was pairing Bradish and Means' injuries together. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa these are not the same. Yeah, like, no. One is an actual injury. The other is he is just behind schedule. He's still working. Uh, like, Means still has a green arrow, I think, because he's yeah. progressing. He's just not going to be there for the full six, which yeah. I don't think we thought that anyway. And it doesn't really matter because, you know, the early season schedule is so spread out that most teams aren't going to need a fifth starter. So they can exactly. they can kind of skip him, put him on the IL or whatever. Uh, yeah, I have no problem with drafting John Means. Um, Me I don't want to do it necessarily in an NFBC format where you don't have the IL spots to stash him, but I'm not opposed to it necessarily, especially if I'm getting it really late. His ADP has dropped 295 yeah. in these Rotowire online championships because, again, I pulled the ADP before all the effects of the timeline pushback had been there. And so um, you can get him a bit cheaper there past past pick 300 consistently and then right there at 295 on average. So, yeah, I'm still in on John Means. I'm not going to fully run away. I do still have a DC going right now. I think I might start up one final one. And I'm not averse to taking John Means business. Um, and then anything with an IL, I'm definitely open to it. Luis Severino, let me see what his rotowire. Okay, yeah, we got about a 30 pick difference. So the 297 in the DCs from January 21st to February 21st when I pulled that data. And now in the uh Rotowire Online Championship, 39 of those for the month of February. And Severino is at pick 264. So literally a two-round jump already. He's going to be like Rodon, like Chris Sale, these former aces that as people see them, if they're doing well, up, 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 up. And I think that Luis Severino, if he has a big spring, will be inside the top 200, maybe even inside the top 150. But he isn't there yet. Pick 264 in the OC and uh, still in like the 280s, 290s for DCs. Where do you stand on Luis Severino for this year? I'm open to it. But it is a bit expensive for me, especially when you got guys who don't really have the health issues and track record going around him. Mm -hmm. So I may, I'm likely to probably miss out this year. I haven't drafted him yet. And as much as I love Severino, I mean, I was a huge Severino guy for a really long time. He was uh, on, wasn't he on the, the main event team that he was of one that? of the guys yeah. who, I, who I went, he'll be back in May. And then he, he wasn't, um, <laughs> uh, so him and uh, Carlos Martinez were, were two of them. So uh, wait, who's Carlos Martinez? Carlos, the the Cardinals pitcher. Oh my God, I could not think of who you were talking about there. I thought you had said yeah. that. They were, Remember, he uh, was like well, an elite man. reliever. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, oh, 
he had like that. But then I loved Carlos. We all did. Like it was. I I can't believe he's erased from my mind that when you said that name, I thought you had said somebody wrong. I was like, who the hell is he? I, he? You were so like sure if I said something yeah, wrong. Yeah, I was like, thinking I said something you're wrong, wrong not yeah. me. Nope, turns out I was wrong on that. Gaslighting um, me on the podcast. I know, I, I was about to. Like, are you sure you don't mean somebody else with a Carlos name? Are you just mixing Hispanic names? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I remember, you know, being interested in him a lot. But Severino, I hear you on the price point because like I said, I, I think it's only going to rise. Every quality yeah. outing that he has, it's going to go up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but let, okay, let's flash forward though. It's late March. You got your last draft, whatever it is, if it's a main or an auction. He's had an excellent spring. Do you think you'd be in then? I know it's hard to say. Okay. Because it's probably going to be, like I said, like price point of like 185 at that point. That's really difficult. 185. I'm just spitballing. I, I don't know if yeah. it'll get up that high, but like I just I do think that you know again he's already at two sixty four. I think, Louis the, better que- I think the better question is like, what if he doesn't have a good spring? What if he has yeah. just a mediocre spring um, or a bad spring? Because then he starts dropping out of like the top three. What if it's not injury related day? either? Though they don't say yeah, anything about health. He just doesn't pitch that well. Yeah, like I'm already in, so time, like, that would only make me more in person. I think that, yeah, I think that is that's the scenario where I start getting interested when the price starts okay. dropping because I don't care about spring as long as like every if you're healthy, if he's hitting uh, his benchmarks, if he's supposed yeah. to go two innings and he goes two innings, if he's supposed to go five and he goes five, I really don't care. Don't care. Like as long as, as long as guys are healthy, um, you know, and there's not like a massive like velocity change or something like that. Yeah. Or, like I like I really don't care about spring. I've had to s- say that to myself staring in the mirror uh when with regards to Joe Musgrove though because of the two bad outings and he's come out and said that he's been working out like it's the classic stuff that we talk about but then when it's a player that you like and they're struggling sometimes your brain wants to play tricks on you and you want to start to care about it and I'm like Paul stop it but I thankfully honestly, he came out like, and said like I've been working he- on shit I don't care you Musgrove sent me a message has. about Musgrove. And, I know. And I honestly had no idea what you were talking about. No, you reassured me. Like, I reassured Like, I watched the Yamamoto start the other day. Of course. This was Yamamoto. But, um, like, uh, I really don't care about Spring <laughs> I will. I try to, you know, I read the mining the news, of course. I, I, I post that post those for Jeff. So, I obviously, I read those before they even go out. But, you know, I read that. I like, you know, curling stuff. I want to stay up on on tidbits that that analysts think are important but i myself am not trying to watch every single game i did lament the fact that my tigers haven't been on since sunday because i just want the tigers on my freaking ipad for an afternoon Mm -hmm. for god's sakes um but yeah generally i'm not going to care that much unless we're hearing about velo drops and getting out of the game you know innings earlier than they were supposed to things like that so if severino has a mediocre or bad spring and there's nothing injury related i will definitely be in because there will be a price drop because it will scare people chris paddock uh i think he got back at the end of last year didn't he at the very end I think um, so. Yeah. If I recall correctly, I'm, let me check that. Yeah, I think he yeah. got back at the, yes, very five end of innings. the season. Five innings, nothing crazy, but hey, finish on the field, something we talk about liking, even if it's a small sample. He's back, uh, apparently going by Chris Paddock Jr., at least on NFBC. We haven't changed it at our site yet, um, so I'll have to ask if that's his new name that we have to change on Fangraphs. Uh, but he's at, you know, round pick 300, 297 on the old data that I had. And even here on the updated that I'm looking at, that's about where he's going, Chris Paddock. Um, do you have any interest in this price point here? 
I feel like at his age, you know, going his age 28. What is that? Sorry, that was my my office phone ringing on my computer. Oh, okay. I was like, what? I don't even recognize office. that. That's okay. Um, he didn't have a ton of innings last year or the year before, but I think at 28, I don't know that he's going to be super babied. I think they're going to kind of let him pitch till he can't kind of deal. So I think that if Paddock is healthy, a buck 50 could be in the cards. Now, that would be a career high, I want to point out. Even that rookie year that he had was 141 in 2019. Where do you stand on Paddock? Remember how amazing he was in 19, and it's really been a struggle since. Do you have any interest in jumping back on that train? I don't really think so. Um I mean, I don't have a problem with other people doing it, but like everybody keeps talking about Chris Paddock. Chris Paddock has done nothing for a really, really long time. Like it's, I don't know who Chris Paddock is at this point. And like, I just, his five I guess starts in, in 2022 were, it's five starts, I know, but like there were some yeah. skills there. There were sure, some added pitches. Like it was, it was something. He's had 27 in a third innings in the last two years combined. You're right. I mean, that, that I cannot, that there's a stone like, cold I, fact. I cannot deny that. And he's but he's also picked got, 300. Uh, in a 10 or a 12 shirt. Yeah. Okay. Fine. In no a love 15, in a 15? No. Not when you get Michael Walker at the same price, pretty much. Like, I like Waka too. You know I'm a long-time Waka yeah. supporter. I, I think I can get there with Paddock in a 15 still, though. I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't – I don't know. I like – if, if he turns back into being a good pitcher, fine. Like, I'll, I'll miss out on that one. I just... I just really trust... Um, I've become someone who, like, really believes in Minnesota pitchers. Like, they're just doing excellent things. And so that's part of it, too, is that I'm like, hey, I think they can get the most out of Paddock. And so I'm intrigued by that. And so I kind of want to go back to that well. Uh, I shouldn't even say back to that well. I didn't have him in 19. I wasn't there with Matt Modica, you know, on the Cowboy train, uh, you know, getting all those great innings back in 2019. He's an interesting guy. He's he's in the consideration for me. He's not somebody I'm seeking out the way I am some of these other guys, such as like Severino, Means. Um, I, I, I'm, I've been targeting those two in some leagues. Paddock, I'm kind of like, oh, if I land on him, I, I'm good with it. All right, let's talk the lefty brigade here. Four interesting lefties uh, that are all relatively youngish. They're all on the right side of 30. A couple youngsters. Well, actually, they're all kind of like mid, mid-20s, mid to late-20s age. Uh, Reed Detmers, pick 234. Yusei Kikuchi, pick 235. <laughs> Christopher Sanchez, pick 236. I didn't even realize that when I was putting that in, that they all go in order. And then Nestor Cortez down at 259. And I would have thought that um, he was the oldest of the bunch. Um, he is not. He's on the right side of 30. By the way, Kikuchi is over 30. I said all under 30. He's 33, Kikuchi. So he's kind of the old man. I guess I could have put him in the grandpas. But we got four lefties and then four grandpas here. What do you think of this this group here? Is there, excuse me. Let me learn how to talk. Is there anybody that you target among these four? Detmers, Kikuchi, Sanchez, and Cortez. It's Sanchez. I mean, I yeah. saying, everybody does, though. Like He's yeah. another one of these wide-awake sleepers. Uh, it's projection Who made on, a wide-awake sleeper, though? I think you did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I just, I think he is the best of the bunch. I don't know what Reed Detmers is. I don't know what you say Kikuchi is. Like, you know, like. Let's start with just, Kikuchi. We'll go back to yeah. Detmers in a moment. Because Kikuchi did some real things last year. And it took me forever to buy in because I was seeing like, it was actually really shades of Robbie Ray again, right down to the fact that it was another Toronto lefty who was finding success 
despite their main flaw, the home runs, not really going away. Well, then it did start to go away. This was exactly how Ray's Cy Young season went. For a while, he was succeeding and still giving up a bunch of homers, and then he really curbed the homers. That's exactly what happened to Kikuchi, and down the stretch, his final 14 starts, Justin, Kikuchi allowed just five homers in 74 and a third. That's good for a yeah. .61 homer per nine. Does that do anything for you? It was like an 8% homer to fly ball rate. Sure. Um, but do you think he played any role in that, right? He's always had good stuff, right? He's somebody that every March kind of, you know, gets fantasy owners excited by throwing harder or throwing another wrinkle pitch. Like he's always got intriguing stuff pretty much since he came stateside. Um, and, and then last year, I really don't put know. it together. I don't know because if I bought in, like, I feel like, like this may be one of those situations where like I finally don't buy in and he finally gets good and stuff like that because last year was the first year I finally went, no, screw you, Kikuchi. I'm not doing this again. Uh, and, <laughs> and I don't blame you. And he was atrocious in the first half. Like, exactly. Like, like, so like you didn't like, it didn't kill you by not drafting him. Like he was still fine at the end of the year, but like the first half was atrocious and most people who drafted have dropped him. Um, so like he was a waiver wire, you know, pickup for, for the teams that benefited from, from Kikuchi. Uh, I just, I, I know that both sides of those halves are on, in the profile. Uh, and I, I, I don't know that I'm willing to believe that he can do that over the course of a full year yet. Are his flaws covered enough in the price point? I think so. I think it's a fair price. Like I don't have, I don't necessarily have a problem with people drafting him where so he's if you like going. Kikuchi. Yeah. Feel free to be in on him. We're just not as much in on him as Especially what, in ten, again, the 10s and 12s like yeah, fine. Yeah, because yeah. like if he if he's really bad over a, you know, three game stretch, you can drop him and move on to someone else. Uh yeah, I, that that's kind of where I come out. I I'm not going to, you know, uh clown anybody for being in on Kakuchi if he's their guy. They saw some things last year that they really liked and and they're sticking with him. Cool. I I got no problem with that. I mean, I got him at SP76, which might be a little too low. Let me see. He's going, yeah, he's going about 10 pitchers higher than that. SP 66, at least in the, in the recent data that I pulled, I, I could see maybe moving him up a little bit. Like I have Jack Flaherty ahead of him. I, I don't think I need to do that. And that's not even Tiger's bias. That's more Flaherty bias. Um, but I think he needs to come down a little bit. So yeah, he's a guy that I could land on. I could see myself possibly getting Kikuchi because the way things work out, but I don't go into any drafts seeking him out. <laughs> Let's circle back to Detmers. I'm a longtime Detmers fan. I say long time. He's still pretty young. But, you know, since he's come up, I've been a Detmers fan. Now, we talked about him on Potapalooza, and Eric and, and Nick didn't have pleasant things to say about him. And, you know, they were bringing facts. They weren't just ad hominem, you know, throwing ad hominems at him and saying, like, oh, he he sucks and you're a stupid idiot for liking him. No, they had they had real beefs. Or is, is, is the plural beeves? I like the idea of... <laughs> The plural of beef being beeves. So they had some real beeves with him. Um, but I still look at the 26% K rate. And yes, the walk rate is always kind of around average or just a little bit worse than. But I, I think he's pretty solid. Still, I still think he can take a step forward. He needs to develop a bit, particularly with the fastball. But I think he can do it. He added innings. He's 24 this year. I still like Reed Detmers at his price point. I think it's a fair price point in the early 230s. What say you? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not as big of a believer again. Like I just, my projection was not very, you know, good on him. Uh, again, tens and twelves. Like I don't have a problem taking the gamble because he's, he's a guy you can drop, but 
I don't know how good that team is going to be around him. Like, how many wins are they really going to be uh, able to get? Uh, the bullpen seems to be like struggling right now with Robert Stevenson having some sort of issue, uh, arm issue. And um, I saw like the velocity across Estevez was like down five miles an hour. Now that maybe say, because it was misclassified. Uh, yeah, because, and he had a shit spring last year and got the job and held and was good for most it, of yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and like he f- fumbled at the end, but they're committing to Estevez. I think he's kind of an interesting, boring bargain. Um, okay, let's finish the lefties here because I know you got to get going. Sanchez, we talked about him, love him. Big second half breakout for me came to fruition. I still think he's priced fairly though, even with the wide awake sleeper behavior toward him. Um, his ADP isn't really rising. He's staying in that mid two thirties range. We both are open to paying for it. I think he's working on a curveball per uh, the latest mining the news. What can we see from from Sanchez? Can we see a full year of last year's second half? Do you think? I think we can. Um, my projection on him has uh, Sanchez at Cutter. Cutter was the added pitch, by the way. Excuse me. Uh, has him at a 365 year a, a 109 whip, 145 strikeouts, and 152 innings. I um, I love that. I'm here I for that. Like yep. I just I am, and I think that's a team that you can win a lot of games on. I only projected him for 10 wins, but I could see like a 12 or 13 win season or even better. So. Uh, yeah, I, I like Christopher Sanchez a lot. He's the guy who I'm definitely targeting in this spot. I mentioned how a bunch of these guys were going in order, and then Cortez was kind of the odd man out. That's actually changing. He's now he's now up to pick 234. He, he leapfrogged the class here. He's kind of interesting, Nestor Cortez is, because I feel like he's a little bit overlooked because he didn't have a great follow-up year to his 2022 breakout. What does he do for a follow-up here? We've seen the up. We saw the down last year, 63 innings of not very good work. Can he get back to 2022, or is that going to always stand as his high water mark, Nestor Cortez? I think it's all about health. Like that shoulder, if that shoulder's healthy, and his first spring start, his velocity was was up, um, and he looked really good. So I'm okay taking the gamble, uh, especially in 10s and 12s. In, in 15s, I may miss out just because I want to stay a little bit more uh risk averse at that point in the draft because it's before pick 300 but Mm -hmm. in 10 and 12s i'm in for sure yeah i I think i'm in across the board he was a guy i loved i still remember getting sniped in our big main event where all of us were in it including jeff zimmerman i had committed i did the cardinal sin i circled a guy before he was you know before it was anywhere near my pick i was like i'm gonna take him three rounds above adp there's a guy i like i'm in i'm gonna do it and they took him like 15 seconds later and i got up out of my chair and I stomped over there. I was like, I cannot believe you guys. Like I cannot believe, when you're like three rounds early on somebody, you just don't expect to get sniped. You're like, yes, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And of course it's, you know, two of the smartest people in a very smart room that that draft was insane. And I couldn't believe it. They got the full scale breakout from him. Um, I'm willing to kind of wash away last year because here's the thing, his skills were still there. 18% strikeout minus walk was only two points lower than 2022. So yeah. I think Cortez, like you said, it all comes down to the health. If he makes it th- through spring healthily, um, then I'm going to be in come main event time, uh, mid to late March, whenever we start getting those done. So, all right. Agree. Even shorter than we thought, only nine pitchers, but that's okay. Like I said, we're going to have like a two plus hour marathon coming on Tuesday where we're going to get through at least 15 pitchers. No, I'm kidding. We'll get through <laughs> several tiers, uh, lots of deep dives still to go. Uh, and Justin's going to be putting up some more Potapalooza stuff. Justin, Good luck in Miami. Uh, Miami. It's not Miami. It's in Florida. Fort yeah. Lauderdale? Uh, St. Pete. St. Pete. 
Good luck in St. Pete. Uh, when is your draft? Sunday. And it'll be on Sirius? I believe so, yeah. Okay, great. I'm also to... going to be live streaming an auction on Saturday. So you can be... follow my YouTube, um, uh, and I should be live streaming an NFBC auction. And I think there's still spots left, so if you want spots, get in on I will be watching that while working. Um, so yeah, I will absolutely be there, but I will let you go. Thank you so much for joining me. Good luck in Florida. We will talk on Tuesday for a biggie. Take care.